Welcome to the latest edition of the Buff Zone podcast. I'm Brian Howell, and uh, joined as always by my colleague Pat Rooney. And uh, Pat, you're heading off to Seattle today, uh, but how are you doing this morning? Doing well. Just uh, taking care of some odds and ends, getting ready for a trip. Last trip to Seattle. Uh, I'm going to miss. I will. I will admit. I've said it before. I like going to Seattle. It's a nice little perk of the job. Um, and uh, definitely going to miss that part of uh, losing these Pac-12 rivals. Yeah, you know, and I, I got my last Seattle trip uh, almost a year and a half ago now, so. Um, definitely one of my favorite cities in the Pac-12, and um, you know, so I'm going to miss it, and I know you will as well. So um, I, I'm not sure the Buffs will miss it uh, as far as yeah. basketball goes, <laughs> because uh, it has not been a great place for the the CU men. But um, you know, we'll talk about that in a minute. Let's start with the women, though, uh, because they're the number three team in the country. So let's kind of start there. They're coming off of a massive weekend uh, this last weekend where. Um, they finished up actually it was more than a weekend, but an eight day stretch where they played three top 10 opponents. First time in their history, they've played, uh, uh, three straight games against top tens go two and one in that stretch, which is pretty darn impressive. Even that, even when you're sitting there at number three, that's impressive to go two and one against uh top 10 teams. Yeah. Well, a great weekend great turnout. I wrote a little bit about this yesterday. Um, but. Just a fantastic turnout. What an atmosphere for all three games at the events center. Uh, and to go two and one in a, in a in a run like that is, uh, you know, I think that's what kind of what you're hoping for. Obviously, you want to win them all. I get it. But to go two and one uh, against those teams, uh, you know, even though it's at, it's at home, that, that's just a great showing by the Buffs, uh, the way they were able to pull it out late, especially against USC in the, the finale of that run on Sunday to, to kind of clinch that two out of three, uh, just a great showing. And, and I wrote a little bit about this too. I, I, you know, I know you will as the week goes on, but, uh, important stretch here coming up, especially at Oregon state, you know, don't look past them. They've been playing really well and, uh, snuck into the top 25 at 25 this week. Yeah. You know, and I was actually, uh, doing some research cause I was like, man, when was the last time, uh, the women have, defeated a top 25 team in a true road game like i think it's been a while well it was actually just in the ncaa tournament last year uh, when they played duke on their home floor but before that uh it was december of 2007 so um it had been a very long time uh until they got duke and uh you know that was a monumental win um against duke but um the buffs as good as they've been even the last three years have not traditionally beaten top 25 teams uh, on their home floor and Oregon state's one of those places that uh, they've got a great atmosphere in Corvallis and uh, that's a tough place to play. Um, Traditionally, it's not been a great place for the women. So, um, and then Oregon has not been a great place for the women either, but Oregon's usually been pretty good and this Oregon team's not very good. So um, you hope for at least a split, but there's an opportunity to get two here, but Friday's going to be tough at Oregon state. I mean, that that's a team that, um, he was back in the top 25 for the first time in a couple of years, and that they're they're dangerous. And so I thought it was important that the Buffs uh, got that win against USC on Sunday. Otherwise, you could have potentially looked looked at a little slide here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it gives me you, you take care of business at home in this league, and you're going to have a good shot because no one's going to run the table. Uh, there's you know some of these teams are going to knock off each other. 
along the way still. Um, and, uh, you know, to take care of business at home, you, you, you know, especially the women's team, the men's team, not so much because of the, the loss at Cal, but uh, you know, the women, again, you don't want to lose any of them, but they, they have, you know, maybe a few, uh, you know, a few bad, not bad losses, but a few losses to work with in, in the conference race because, you know, it, it's going to be hard for anyone to, you know, really go on a five, six game win streak in this league. So really tough one in Oregon State. Uh, I'm curious to see how the team responds actually after this, uh, this home stand. You know, I thought it was interesting something J.R. Payne said after the game. I didn't think about it at the time until she brought it up about how they haven't really played in a lot of close games this year. Uh, you know, even their their one previous loss against North Carolina State it was not a close game. Uh, the couple other wins in that tournament in the Virgin Islands were not close games. They haven't had a lot of close games. Uh, Arizona, at Arizona was a close game, but that's pretty much it. Uh, and, and to, you know, pull it out against a team like that, you know, going away late, uh, you know, she made a good point. Uh, that can only help that the, the team, especially going into this road trip. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, to your point, as far as standings go, um, CU uh, tied with Stanford at the top at six and one in the conference, but obviously have that tiebreaker because they beat Stanford. Uh, but nine of the 12 teams are four and three or worse at this point. And UCLA lost last night to Utah. They're four and two. So um, the Buffs in a really good spot where um, they've got a four game road swing now. But if they can even split it, uh, which, you know, at number three in the country, you would think you you could go four and zero here, which which is very possible. But even splitting it, they're going to be in good shape here. So, and you and I were I texted you last night because UCLA lost their number two, uh, number one South Carolina plays uh, defending champ and number nine LSU later this week. Um, there could be an interesting scenario where if the Buffs sweep this weekend and LSU pulls the upset, are we looking at Colorado being the number one team in the country next Monday? Yeah, I think we said this uh, in our in our little exchange last night that I think if if South Carolina loses, I think it'll kind of depend on on how that loss goes. You know, if we're talking a one possession game, nip and tuck the whole way, I don't know that they necessarily drop out of the number one. Maybe they do uh, if they somehow get rolled or just have a bad game, and uh, you know LSU wins going away. Uh, you know, especially if the Buffs turn around and win at Oregon State and you know, obviously finish the job at Oregon. Yeah, then it gets pretty interesting. Uh, so it'll be definitely something to keep an eye on later this week. Yeah, it'll be especially because we don't know the minds of voters. But if voters look at it and say, you know, hey, South Carolina just lost to LSU. Colorado beat LSU, you know, so mm -hmm. uh, that could be you know, one of those things. But I agree with you. I'm not sure South Carolina falls out. and I'm, I don't think they should um, if it's a close game because. To me, that's the best team in the country, but um, but we'll see what happens. It's uh, that's not the main point you know, for the Buffs. I, I don't think they care much about being the number one ranked team in the country. They just want to take care of business in the conference, and uh, they got. I think I texted this to you, but they got plenty to worry about on this Oregon swing. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be a good time. You know, I think it comes at a good time. They just had a high energy homestand. Uh, it's going to be interesting the the, the turnaround and now being able to create their own energy uh you know some of the men's guys on the men's team talked about this yesterday cody williams talked about it a little bit uh about having to go on the road and and, and create create their own energy after the homestand you know the women are are in the same 
category, obviously, uh, you know, really emotional and high energy homestand uh, that they just got through. It'll be interesting to see how they respond uh, when, when they have to kind of come up with that energy on their own. If they've done it before. Uh, it's never easy. They've got four road games in a row, so it's it's going to be a grind. But I think it'll be uh, I think that's one thing to keep an eye on, especially going into this Oregon State game about how exactly they they respond in that regard and how exactly they they, they do is uh, in, in in regards to creating that energy and, and not having that home crowd that, you know, really loud and really packed house home crowd uh, back in them. Yeah. Well, and, and we've seen this women's team. Uh, they're not phased by that. I mean, they've been very good on the road uh, the last couple of years. They're four and zero in true road games this year, three and one in neutral court. So, you know, overall seven and one away from Boulder. The opposite has been the case for the men's team, Pat. And, um, you know, you know this because you've been traveling with them and uh, you've uh, covered, you know, quite a few uh, disappointing games away from Boulder for that men's team. They also are coming off of a really good, uh, you know, you know, good atmosphere, homestand, sweeping the Oregon schools, things like that. Uh, and, you know, three game uh, winning streak at this point. So, but they're going to a place that's been tough on them and the road's been tough on them. Road's been tough on them in general. Uh, Washington, boy, it's like, a, it's like the, the Cal venue, just for whatever reason, everything seems to just go haywire at that place. As, uh, you know, as everyone knows, Spencer Dinwiddie was injured there. You know, I still remember uh, the, the the 2021 season, the team that wound up winning a game in the NCAA tournament beat Washington in, in a showcase, uh, an, an MTE in Las Vegas, beat Washington by, let's see, what was it, 41, 42? No, I'm looking at the wrong thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was like uh, 23 points, and you know, I think Washington caught up at the end to make it 23 points. Uh, you know, the the Buffs just smoked them in Las Vegas. Go to Seattle a month later. Washington scores 84 points. The Buffs go one for 18 on three pointers and lose that game. Uh, it's just been one of those venues. I know they played there a couple years ago without Tristan De Silva, who had been playing well up to that point when he. Uh, and uh, it, it's just been. One thing after another at this venue, two and 14 all time, one and nine, the Pac-12, uh, you know, I'll miss, like you said in the opening, I'll, we'll, we'll miss Seattle, but uh, hard to imagine the Buffs will imagine this venue, but an opportunity here for them, you know, unlike the women's standings, which, uh, as you noted, the, the Buffs and Stanford have like a two-game lead at the top, and I, the CU obviously has the tiebreaker at this point, the men's standings, are just crazy crowded at the top. The top six teams are all five and two or five and three, as Colorado is. Uh, and Washington and, and Washington State have been up and down. Uh, an opportunity here, you know, they go to Utah next week. So you really want to come away with this from this one with a split for sure, uh, if you can make it happen. But, you know, an opportunity makes some noise. They got everyone healthy now for the most part. Uh, we'll see if Javon Handley is good to go on Wednesday night, but I don't think anyone believes that that injury is is serious or a long term problem. Uh, so hopefully, that, you know, that for for their sakes, they're getting healthy, and you know, it's time for this team to get on a roll. Uh, you'd like to come home with a split, especially with Utah next week. Yeah, you know, and I think at this point, you start looking at the standings and say, you know, you you definitely want to beat the teams that are below you in the standings and you know both washington schools are below the buffs i know not 
by much, but uh, these are ones that you look at and say, you know, you, you got to get these two, you know, um, or <laughs> you want to get, you want to get both, but you, you got to get at least a split, but this is an opportunity to get both of these games and uh, really, you know, go on a little bit of a run themselves and, and and start to solidify a spot in the standings. You know, and they should, this should be an opportunity to kind of get right on the road. The bus played really well against both of these teams to open pac 12 play uh, uh, new year's weekend, you know, going back a few weeks and uh, they, you know, they played without Cody Williams. They played without Tristan De Silva, but they played really well. Now those were home games. Obviously they have not done that as consistently on the road so far, uh, but they should go in these matchups with a uh, a sense of confidence. You know, they just beat both these teams a, a couple weeks ago. They've got all their guys back, uh, depending on, on on Hadley, but obviously De Silva and Cody Williams are both back and, and playing well. So they should go in these matchups against uh, these teams with a measure of confidence. And, you know, I know Tad Boyle will probably say some sort of message to them about playing at this place, you know, the record there doesn't matter. It only matters what happens when they uh, tip off on, on, on Wednesday night. You know, n- nothing has happened at that venue in the past, you know, kind of matters at that point. So an opportunity to, you know, pick up some key road wins. And, it, you know, if this team wants to be serious about separating themselves from that pack at the, at the top half of the standings, they need to start getting some results on the road. Yeah, you, know, you can't continue to go you know, winless and, you know, it's great that they're winning everything at home, but Tad's never had that, that perfect record at home. And so um, you kind of expect at some point uh, they might drop one at home, especially with Arizona coming to town, although Arizona has been so up and down, but um, yeah, you're right. I mean, they got to start getting results on the road because uh, and the, the committee looks at those things, right? I mean, if you're winless on the road, that could be a, a determining factor if you're on the bubble. Oh, absolutely. And if they, you know, if you go, I mean, hypothetically, if you go winless the rest of the way on the road, the bubble is exactly where they're going to be. Now, something could swing heavily if they beat Arizona at home. And then, you know, there's matchups in Las Vegas where uh, the Buffs have, have tended to play well early and at least not bow out early. So, you know, maybe an opportunity to pick up one there. But if they don't get any results on the road, uh, you know the Los Angeles schools have struggled so far. That 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 come. You know Utah is going to be tough next week. Uh, the Los Angeles schools will be like another opportunity. UCLA has played a little bit better of late. Um, then you end with with the Oregon schools. Never an easy trip for the Buffs. Uh, you know even if Oregon State's struggling a little bit. So, uh, but you'd like to see that you know kind of swagger. Like I said, if they want to be serious about contending for this. Conference crown, it, it's there. As, as you noted, Arizona has shown some vulnerability. You know, the Buffs can separate themselves from the pack, but it won't happen by only winning home games. Yeah, and just looking at it, if they win the rest of their home games and lose their, their road games, they'll finish 19-12 and 12 in the regular season. That's not a tournament resume. It's not. Their net, as it stands right now, is pretty good. And it, it, in that scenario, they will have the win against Arizona um, but you're right. I don't know that that swings it enough to get off that bubble going into the conference tournament. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the keys obviously is their health. And you mentioned Javon Hadley. Uh, we'll see. Uh, that team has just not been healthy, um, you know, enough this year. But you hope that that's the case down the stretch because when they are, they're pretty good. 
I mentioned this yesterday in the, the, the three extra points column that, you know, it's, it, it's good on them that they haven't used injuries as an excuse. I wouldn't expect them to. They, they've played well at times while shorthanded to their credit. But, you know, it's, it's just tough. It's tough mentally. They've only played nine games out of their 19 with their top seven guys all healthy and uh, you know, in, in the rotation, that's, and that's a hard way to win consistently in, in major college basketball, for sure. Um, it's a credit to them that they won those games against the Washington schools here uh, without Williams and, and De Silva. Um, you know, so, uh, but, but that's, that's, that's a, that's a tough way to consistently win in the league. And uh, you know, you like to see them, start getting a few games under their belt with, with everyone rolling and see what this team can maybe really put together over, you know, a stretch of games. Yeah. And I will say, you know, individually, one guy that's kind of surprised me this year is Eddie Lampkin. I don't know about you. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I expected him to be a contributor, but uh, you know, the fact that he's scoring 10 points a game, he was a six point scorer basically at TCU as a two year starter uh, for him to be putting up 10 points a game. He plays more, for CU than, you know, about five minutes more per game than he did at TCU. But um, still, I, I think he's been a pleasant surprise with his, with his offensive punch. What about you? Uh, absolutely. You know, he does a great job of keeping the ball high when he gets in scoring position. There's no bringing it down and, and getting stripped. And uh, he, he missed a couple, I know, the other day that he probably wants back. But he's been very good at finishing around the rim as well. Uh, I've been impressed with the rebounding. You know, typically – you know, you, you know, against non-conference competition, you, you see that dip a little bit, but he's been steady. Uh, and, and I know that dipped for him a little bit last year at, at TCU once they got into big 12 play so far, that hasn't been the case for him in pac 12 play. And, uh, you know, Ted Boyle talked about his passing ability when they, they signed him over the summer. And I think that's been really on display too. He's been excellent in his offense, you know, especially, finding guys cutting their basket for hoops. So, uh, you know, the other aspect that I think has been just uh, incredible is uh, the free throw shooting. He's shooting more of them. You know, he was like a 53% shooter in in the two years that he was a a rotation guy and and, and starting a lot at TCU. Uh, He's getting to the line more and making them. He's he's around 75%, which, you know, it's pretty incredible. I mean, that's a 20% jump from what he was doing at, at, at TCU. And, uh, you know, I think that speaks volumes to his hard work, uh, you know, getting in the gym and uh, getting those shots up. And then, you know, whatever kind of coaching Tad Boyle and his staff have done to get that thing, help get that thing turned around. Yeah. And one, one, one other quick thing on Eddie is uh, as far as the passing in 57 games the last two years with TCU, uh, 54 assists. He's got 42 assists in ni- 19 games this year. So, uh, yeah, passing the ball much better here. Um, you know, some of the, some of those numbers, like the free throws and the and uh, you know the passing, like wow, why didn't he show that as much at TCU? But I'm glad for the buffs that he's showing it uh, with them. So uh, that's, that's another boost for them, and uh, goes along with uh, you know a really nice uh, other core group of players, right? And so um, I think this, when that group is together and they're playing well. I think they're going to be tough to beat. And so it'd be fun to see them get on a run here uh, in the second half of the season. Yeah. Hey, going back to your point with Lampkin, I think part of the reason for his effectiveness is it's, he's really fit in well with this five out approach and uh, guys cutting to the, 
basket on those kind of back cuts. Uh, he's been great on those passes. He's been great at getting leverage. I don't know that TCU is used that way much uh, at TCU in terms of we want you to, to make plays uh, out of the paint, whether it's, uh, you know, the high post or, you know, wherever he gets the ball. You know, he's, he, a lot of times he gets the ball at the top of the circle and he kind of makes a play from there. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I think that's also a testament to uh, kind of the, the, the tweaks that they've made, the buffs, uh, you know, Boyle and the staff have made this season offensively. Because uh, it's really uh, – Lampkin, uh, you know, it's, it's really, you know, to your point, he's really been a good fit in this approach. Yeah. So what's your uh, guess? I know you'll have a fun time out there, but are the Buffs going to enjoy at least part of this trip? I'm going to say a split. I've just said I'm 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 not uh, I haven't seen enough of this team on the road to be confident uh, to go out and win two games. But I think uh, I, I think they'll I think the road drought will end. Um, I don't know which game it'll be, but I think uh, I, I think they'll get it done. And, you know, I think the thing that to keep an eye on is the defense. Um, you know, they've still haven't quite put together that kind of 40 minute effort. you know, when, then if they do, they are going, they are going to be tough to beat the offense, even some of the road losses, the offense has been pretty solid. It's usually been the defense that has let the team down and, in, in, in some of those contents and some of those setbacks. So, um, They've been effective in spots. You know, for instance, KJ Simpson's defense against Jordan Pope against Oregon State uh, was fantastic. You know, Oregon State was able to hit some shots, but it wasn't from their main guy, and you know, held him way under his average with a tough shooting day. Uh, I think you know the Buffs need more of that, not just from KJ Simpson, but you know that that idea of okay, if we, you know, if we're going to give up shots, we're going to make sure other guys beat us than their main guys. Unfortunately, at Cal, some of the other guys beat him, although Jalen Tyson had a huge game. Um, but I think that's the thing to keep an eye on with this defense. If they start getting more consistent in that department, I think they'll have a chance to go on a run. Yeah, I agree with you. And, uh, and I think a split would be great for this team. And I'm not sure it matters uh, which game you get because both places have been tough. Just get at least one of them. Um, I'm going to pick the women uh, – uh, getting a, a sweep this weekend I, until they prove otherwise um, you know they've shown uh, that they can play on the road and that they're pretty good on the road so um, I'm going sweep for them and um, it, I think it should be another good week of uh, Colorado basketball yeah I just can't go you know the last time I saw a road game I was sitting there starting to type my story about a buffs win and then the roof kind of caved in there in Berkeley so uh, until <laughs> Until we see otherwise, but I do think they'll get it done. And I think the drought ends this weekend, uh, and they will have their final win at one of these joints. I don't know which one it'll be. You know, if they lose on front, I'm sorry, on uh, Wednesday. Uh, you know, the Buffs have been pretty good under Boyle, especially the last few years of kind of turning around and uh, you know making sure that doesn't turn. You know, I know they lost both games in Arizona, but. Uh, you know, they, they again, they were kind of severely depleted, especially in that Arizona game. But we'll see what happens. Uh, looking forward to the trip. And, uh, you know, I'll obviously have all the updates from the road this week. Awesome. Like I said at the top, I know they won't miss it, um, especially yeah. you have that. You have that flight in between uh, from Seattle to Spokane. So uh, or to where I, I, don't know, I don't even know where they fly into. I don't know if it's Spokane or Lewis. Uh, or that's usually you know fly from Seattle to Spokane, and I I'll, I'll tell you what that is like a forty minute flight, and I've been on a couple of them that have just been absolutely terrifying with the turbulence. But yeah, I won't miss that for the trip. So 
very very small planes i've done that a few times as well uh, it's not not the easiest flight but um have a safe trip out there pat and uh, we'll be back next week because uh, the buffs have another um i mean they're all gonna be big weeks at this point but uh another big week coming up um next week is the men still on the road at utah just one game the women's still on the road next week at the washington so um you know another big week next week so we'll talk about it um a week from now but pat have a safe trip out there this week Appreciate it. And as always, folks, thanks for listening.